As a male, if we don't communicate, we end up feeling alone. And this is how negative outcomes come about. We end up bottling up our emotions and in turn, they turn dark. We now feel more alone and all we truly needed was a release. In times like these, communicating between our male brothers is even more important. It's a necessity. It's a way to process. It's a way to learn. And it's a way to reframe negative situations into positive outcomes. Not only is communicating between males a healthy release, but it's a way to look at life through another lens, to see another perspective, which very much can help with our growth and mindset. All this leading to a more fulfilling life. Welcome to another episode of Thrive Talks. Today, we talk about our male friendships with my brothers, Jermaine Jackson and Andrew Masonville. On Thrive Talks, we pride ourselves in providing a space, safe space for our brothers to communicate and release. Andrew, we are starting with you. Today, the light is green, as green symbolizes harmony, tranquility, and peace. Andrew, how have male friendships helped you through tough times in your life? Feel free to share an experience. I mean, for growth and development of from a child to a teen, right into um, your 20s, you need to interact with other, other men um, and women. But... In this case, men, you need that, you know, male camaraderie. You need that, um, that person that keeps you stable, keeps you feeling strong, or that supports your, your BS and that tells you when your BS is, is, is not a good thing. Um, it's kind of a yin and yang situation. Um, I would say, I mean, playing sports, whenever I was down, I had teammates, and these teammates became my brothers. We had sleepovers. We, you know, we played video games. But we also won together, we lost together, and we went through all those emotions together. And uh, just, it's kind of like a rotation of best friends throughout your life. But you always come back to it until you can try to keep one. And the way you keep one is usually their behavior, their, you know, the actions. Actions speak louder than words. We've all heard that before. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, anybody that was good to me, anybody that came through when they didn't have to and went out of their way, when no one asked them to, those things are the types of things I, I look up for. And uh, I was just glad that those things were on the table. And the only reason they were on the table is because I was available or making it available to be able to hang out with these guys and uh, put in the work. So with us, like, I believe like we provide a really safe space for us to communicate. You know, audience has not seen the last episode we did record, mm. that vulnerable one. But it, it allows us to release as males with one another. How important do you think it is for males to have that opportunity? Um, I call it steam valving. It's very important. We have to let the steam out. Got to be able to release, as we've, as we've said before. But it's not just that. It's what happens after you release. You know, um, you're, you're, you're ambitious. You're, you're full of energy. You're in a better mood. You can talk more openly about your issues. And if you're in that state of mind... Man, you find more peace than you do, you know, pain. And that's the thing. You've got to be able to talk about your issues. You've got to be able to share perspectives with other people. Maybe they give you something that you've never heard before, and it ends up helping you and opening new doors to the way you think about your situation. So uh, I, I highly recommend people, if you have people that are willing to listen, talk to them. If you're not willing to share, then that's something you've got to work on because it's going to get you to a healthier place mentally. You know, it's not mental health, it's mental wealth. And that's what it's about. Has male friendships helped you through like any tough situation in life that maybe 
come about? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I could I could discuss when I was jumped. I mean, my cousin Jesse, if he wasn't there, um, I I don't know what would happen. You know, I can't say I would be dead, but I definitely wouldn't be the same. So I have him to thank for that. But that's just one random situation. I mean, when I lost my mom and my son and all that stuff, he was always my best friend. You know, he was always there, and we we were since grasshoppers, man. Three and a half years old, man. Uh, shout, shout out Jesse, man. No, Jesse's my cuz. My, my my best friend is uh, Kyle. Shout out Kyle. Shout too. out Kyle. Yeah, we we threw dog shit in Mrs. Kelly's pool. <laughs> 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 but, you know, despite all the trouble that we did get into, he was there for me in all those tough situations. And uh, you know, I'll never never forget that. He's the type of person we don't have to talk. We don't have to hang out for months, mm. but as soon as we as soon as we, we we see each other, we pick up right where we left off, and that's that's what a real friend is. The ability to be able to pick up your phone and call him, and you know he's going to be there. Mm. That that that's what a, having a good friend is. Because let's face it, we all get older, we get families, we have jobs, we have routines. We can't always just hang out and play video games and you know have sleepovers and stuff at, in our thirties, right? Like it's just not cool. You don't do that. Um, so. I'm just saying, man, my friends, I keep them few because they, they kind of work themselves out. You don't want to have too many friends because then you have more people that could stab you in the back. You have to pay attention to who's in your circle. And I keep mine low. And so the ones that have been there for me, man, such a blessing. That's all mm -hmm. I can say. Those are truly the best relationships. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. You pick up and you pick up right when you left off. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to shout out Toyo, my Nigerian brother. I went to school with him and I called him this morning and it's just same thing. Every time it could be a month between we speak and we pick up right where we left off and actually lighten my heart speaking to him, you know, and that's what kind of inspired this whole thing as well mm -hmm. with male friendships. So Jay, man, speak about the importance of male friendships. You know, like for me, for example, I lost a lot of people at a young age. So my friends were, they became like my family, mm -hmm. you know, they became close to me. They became like my brothers. You know, I wasn't, I had some half brothers, but I was, I didn't really grow up with them. And those brothers became my friends. My friends became my brothers both ways. Right. Right. So when we're talking about friendships, we're talking about people that care for you, that are there for you. And, but the funny thing is sometimes your friends will be, they'll come in seasons as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll be real close to a friend during, maybe it might be basketball season. Right. You know, you might be coaching or you might be working and now you become closer as friends. But it doesn't mean that those friends that you're not talking to as much, they're not still there. You know, so as that season passes, maybe now you might, you know, uh, reunite with the other friends that you had. So when we're talking about friendships, we're talking about it's a partnership. You know, anything you're talking about, ship, relationship, friendship, it's all the same thing, right? So friends are definitely important, especially in my life. Could, could you explain that a little bit? Because you said ships, so you're saying we are going somewhere together. Yeah, right. So if you think about it like this, when you're talking about the ship, you're both traveling in the same direction as friends, friendship, partnership, right? You're traveling, you're traveling to a set destination and you need not only you to get there, but them as well. That, that's a beautiful thing, man. I can say, um, you know, it's funny because 
all, well, all, all of us are here. You know, we we got we got Drew, we got we got Jermaine, and we got Bikram. You know, behind the camera. But even us, all all three of us, kind of came together as friends in the beginning. You know, and it it literally was to better ourselves. You know, and the release that I felt like sitting on your couch, Jay, or like you know, or or even speaking on this podcast with Drew, or even the the multiple Facebook lives that we did, it was always like a release. You know. And I find it sometimes if I don't get that release, right, I can feel a little like just off. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like, man, like something's just not right and I'm not able to communicate what I feel, you know? It's so funny, but you have that one conversation and everything feels light again. You know what I mean? I know you've experienced that, Jay, like as like a friendship in your life that like really sticks out, a male friend that like maybe brought you through through some times. Like I was oh, talking man. to Elliot too, like he was saying he he ran the he ran the uh, the fundraiser, yeah, you know, and they raised like thirty, forty thousand dollars. He was saying, you know, for for your cancer, like, yeah, yeah, right. So, <clears throat> I've had multiple friends that I, I've been lucky. I've been lucky that I have a lot of friends that that were like brothers. You know, a lot of friends that I can count on at any given time, and it wasn't just one individual that I can count on. It was multiple, multiple friends. You know, and I think I needed that in my life because when you, when you go through a lot of things, you need that support. You need someone that's going to back you. And I had multiple, I had friends for certain reasons. Certain, certain friends, they would call and they would cheer me up. And I have certain friends, they say, you know what, man, I know you probably need some money, man. I'm going to give you some money. I got some friends, they, like, they look out for some job opportunities. So when you're talking about friends or even selecting of friends, you're not trying to select the same friend over and over again. You're selecting different friends. You know, we talk about diversity. You know, you diversify your friends. Don't just have one certain type. Yeah, that's true. You know, don't have just, a, you know, like sometimes I would play sports and people would think, oh, man, he's just going to hang around with people that play sports. And that's not the case. You know, I hang around with anybody. And it's not about what they can do. It's what the, who they are. You know, I'm going to give you an example of one time when I was at college. So I had a good friend there. He was, you know, he was a bigger guy. He was, you know, we could say he's overweight. And he was a bigger guy. So they would think, why is he hanging out with him? You know, you play on the, you play on the basketball team and he doesn't play on the basketball team. So what is the commonality? And the commonality was the heart. He was a good guy. It didn't matter if he played on the team. It didn't matter if he played sports. He liked sports, but he didn't play on the team. But we we connected in a different way. And our friendship was even, uh, it was tested. Because I remember one time, me and him, we, we would always go to eat or, or go to the cafeteria and eat. And we went down there and I happened to forget my meal card. And he paid for it. And just like I would pay for his. Right. But the cash register, you know, the lady that worked the cash register is saying, you know what, you know, is, is Jermaine using you? Wow. And, and he, he took it to heart because, you know, being overweight and bigger and, you know, sometimes you're more sensitive to these things, right? Is he using me? So we end up going back to the dorm room and I'm talking and he, and he mentioned that to me. And I said, bro, think about like this. When I'm your friend, I'm your friend. I don't need anything that you have. I don't want anything that you have. Only thing that I want to offer you is my friendship. And only thing that I want from you is your friendship. I don't want money. I don't want any of these things. And that allowed us to become closer as friends because it was tested. Sometimes you need the test to really see what your true friend is.
So that's one of my stories of how you even can come closer as friends as you become tested. Is there any message, like, and I'm going to get up, I'm going to change this angle, but any message that you would say that you have for someone that is a male, maybe struggling a little bit with communicating, you know? And sometimes I believe we need the male. Like, you know, a male needs a male, just like a female might need a female because we understand each other's perspective, you know? There's something my wife can do for me that my my male friend can't, but something my, my male friends can do for me that my wife can't. So is there anything that you would say to the individual that might be having a tough time communicating or like getting out of their shell? I, I, w- I would say it's like, you know what? You, you got to allow yourself to be open. And it's, it's hard, right? And the thing is... You know, I experienced it a lot and I experienced meeting new friends. And the reason why I experienced being new friends is when I went away to school, I had no choice. Yeah, I couldn't rely on the friends that I already had. I had to start trying to obtain new friends. And that was almost scary to me because I was like, man, I'm going to a different city. I don't know anybody. Maybe I'm not going to meet anybody like me. And what my safety zone was always the basketball court. So I end up going on the basketball court and we end up playing and then I end up meeting friends and then, right, we, we end up playing ball and, and then we found out we had a commonality, mm-hmm. you know, and as we found out commonality, we found there, there was more things in common. But that initial thing was the basketball court. You know, that's how I always somewhat met friends. And, and it doesn't mean that you only had to play basketball to meet me, but that's where I felt more comfortable. And as I felt more comfortable, I started obtaining more friends. But I always, I'm always careful to say who's a real friend. I don't just call people my friends. There is certain people that are just acquaintances, certain people that I may do business with, or certain people that I may do, you know, something that's favorable for us, but we're not true friends. I think when you can actually consider yourself a true friend or call yourself that person being your friend, that you've been vulnerable to that person, that you've been able to share something with them, you know, that he knows something about you that no one else does. And how many, how many, how many people know that? Not a lot. So, you know, with the, the, the day of social media, we call our people a friend. You know, I got 3,000 people on <laughs> Facebook. They're, they're, you know, they're not, you know, I can't say they're my friends because, you know, they don't even have my number. No. You know, but they are acquaintances. My mom used to say, if they don't call you at home, they're not your friend. <laughs> exactly, right? So it's like, if you don't have their number and they don't have yours, how close are you? You know, that makes a difference. So be careful who you even call yourself friends. Be careful who you allow yourself to open your heart to, because they may be using it to do some damage to you. But the friends that you know that are true, be open. Right, because chances are they'll be open with you, and we have to be open with somebody. I don't care if it's a female or male or whoever it is. At one point in time, you're going to have to release, and hopefully, it is to a true friend. So, Drew, I get back on the mic. So, Drew, like one of the first first memories I have of you is me and Jay going to you know the the kitchen, right? And yeah. Right, and we're making a video, and you get vulnerable really fast. Like I was actually, I was like shocked how vulnerable. You have never met me before, but you were able to really, you know, give me your story, 
you show me <laughs> you show me like you know even the hernia like you're like you know this is what's going on that's that's what's going on this is how jay helped me like how important it is it like for a man like you to be vulnerable, which you are being vulnerable, like how important is, is it for males to be vulnerable with, with, you know, their colleagues and their friends or, you know, whoever they feel safe with? First of all, I've put in a lot of work on myself to become that way already. So when you guys met me, I was already vulnerable, um, but there's levels to it. And I found out that meeting you two kind of helped me go further than I've ever gone. So in that moment when I was vulnerable so easily and I was lifting up my shirt, showing my hernia, which is, you know, something that I don't like to show people, um, you know, I, I felt, I, I told Jay out in the, in the front lobby, you know, I felt like I just had this feeling like he was going to change my life. Mm. And the program did do that. And it, it relieved pressure. I've lost weight. My hernia, is, it doesn't hurt as much, but it's still there. I still have to deal with it. Um, Obviously, I'm planning on, on getting it repaired ultimately, but uh, uh, the, you know, the medical system in Canada is kind of messed up. But anyways, um, in that moment, I had no problem being vulnerable because I felt like it was an opportunity. Sometimes, like when we're sticking to men, sometimes two men enter, or, or men enter your life, they cross your path, and you realize that this is an, it's an opportunity. There's things on the table that are po the possibilities are endless. Did I think it was my opportunity? No, I think it was an opportunity for all of us. That's what I felt. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make this video. I'm going to contribute. I'm going I'm to tell my story. I'm going to do whatever I can to try and, you know, get this uh, relationship to work, if you will. And so that's kind of where I was in the beginning. But how did, like, what, is it important for men? Absolutely, brother. I told you, we got to have these outlets. Men carry things that no one talks about most men don't talk about uh the world it's like you're you're a little boy and then suddenly the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you have to do this you have to do that and if you don't do this you don't amount to this and then you got all this pressure and then if you can't get the girl and the other guy gets the girl then you're you're looking at yourself like damn you know am i anything am i worth anything and then you're it's you against you and then as a man this is constant 24 7 this is what we do and, you know, one of the reasons I go to the gym is because when I finish the workout and I punish myself for an extended period of time and I finish it, I have reestablished respect for myself. Hmm. So by doing that, I can then go out and help someone else do the same thing. So, I mean, the only way I could get to the gym in the first place was by doing things like this and releasing, talking about it, talking about the importance of it, you know, encouraging others to, to speak. You know, we were all given a voice. Use it. Use it. Use your voice. And so I know I have a talent with my voice, so I plan on using it. And that's, that's, that's why I'm on this mic. <laughs> that's why I'm on this mic. Yeah. Um, you know, like sometimes I feel like this is for both of you guys. Like we, we get busy man. and yeah. life, life happens, right? Like, you know, um, you know, Drew, you might have a million orders to do, right? And, you know, Jay, you got 30 kids to, 30 kids to control. You know what I mean? How important, like, like what, what would you say to someone like, okay, man, the balance is off now, you know? And what do you guys, like, how do you know, okay, the balance is off? I need to, I need to maybe take more time for myself or, or have this conversation um, and connect with somebody. So, sometimes you just got to check in, man. Like, and sometimes, sometimes it goes and it's like, man, I haven't talked to my friend in like a couple months. Wow. Right. right? And, it, and it goes by so fast, but it doesn't seem like. He's ignoring me or, or 
I'm ignoring him. Not the case. But it's just that when you do get busy, you get caught up. And you're, and you're busy trying to be successful. And he's busy doing his thing. And he might be with his family. And you might be with your family. And time goes by. But then sometimes you still got to reach out and say, hey, man, what's up, man? You, you all right? How you doing? Right? And it may not even be long. It's just to say, yo, bro, I'm still here. Right? Because sometimes people are going through things, but they're not letting you know. You know, imagine, you know, you go three months and your friend's going through this, whatever he's going through, maybe some trauma or whatever, a bad situation, but you never reach out. You know, and then now he starts to feel neglected and saying, why didn't you reach out? But he didn't know. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think that's where the lines of communication have to stay open. Because yeah. sometimes when we close those lines of communication, yeah. we think someone is mad. We mm. think someone doesn't want to talk to us. But then that might not be the case. It just might be just, you know what, bro, I was just busy. Right? But if you express that to him or express that, you know, if you're a female, you express that to her, say, you know what, I was just busy, man, but I was still thinking about you. It's going to relieve a little bit of tension because he's going to say, you know what? No, we're we're not. We don't have any problems. It's just we just got busy, you know. And that's what kind of happens with life. I I see when the lines of communications they close, then there's a lot of assumptions, right? Right. And then there was an, when there's a lot of assumptions, we make an ass out of ourselves, right? Because right. we don't know. Now we're playing in our mind. What is that other person really thinking? He might not even be thinking about you, man. You know, he might not. <laughs> he might just be busy. But in your mind, you're thinking, okay, this is a little off. It's a little weird. I haven't talked to him in a while. But it, it comes down to it's like, who's going to make the next move? Who's going to call? Who's going to text? Who's going to say, mm. what's up? Yeah. Right? And sometimes we stop ourselves from reaching out mm -hmm. because we don't want to be the one that reached out in yeah. a week. You know, you, you, you touch a beautiful point, Jay, because, you know, we judge too fast. You know, it's like, okay, your friend didn't reach out, but we don't even know what's going on in his life. We have zero idea. And for us to assume that, you know, he don't care about me or something, you know, is, is, is actually wrong. We should get out of our ego, you know? I didn't talk to you for a couple of days, right? And I was like, yo, Jay, let's take a walk. <laughs> you know, I was serious. I was, I was actually talking to a friend last night and it was uh, like, you know, this friend of mine from, from Toronto. And I was like, yo, she's like, yo, reach out to Jay, man. Like, yo, like, you know, just check in. You know what I mean? I was, I, I was already thinking like this, but then it's like, you know, let's go take that walk, you know? Cause one thing I don't want for all of us, for all, all of us is that we only just hang out because of the pod. You know what I mean? Or, or something like this. You want, it's like, we can have fun too. We can have some food. Why can't we have some food? You know what I mean? Why can't we take a walk? You know, why can't we, you know, go to the park? You know, it doesn't always have to be in the gym, you know, like we could do sure. other things. Right. And I, I just felt like that's really important. And you, you touched on a beautiful point, Jay, because don't judge too fast. And the thing is, is what's funny is, right. And I think that not only do you got to be around people when you're working, but you got to be around people when you're relaxing. Mm. Because I was, I was speaking to somebody and I was speaking about the police officer. I said, the reason why most of the people are scared of police officers is because we don't see them without their uniform on. We just assume who they are, right? Because we never see them in a good light. We never see, only thing that we, we focus on is when they come in, something's troubles happening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing with my students. I don't want to just be there. You see me when I'm cracking the whip. Mm -hmm. I want you to sometimes see me there when we're just having fun. 
And I think you got to do that with friends as well. It's not always business, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's business, it's business. But sometimes you just want to enjoy each other's company. And that's a huge thing because it's like, you know what, bro, we're not doing anything, but we're just enjoying our time together. And I think that's very important to do, even with anybody. You know, like sometimes I'd be so focused on basketball and coaching basketball that sometimes the kids would think maybe he just cares about me when I'm playing basketball. No, I, I don't do that. But it just happened to be every time that we spent time together, it was during basketball. Right. So it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, maybe it may look that way too, right? I don't know who it was. It's funny. But I don't know who it was, right? And they're telling me, like, J- Jay laughs. Like, like, I swear to God, man. Man, it was like, yo, Jay, like, Jay, like, yo, he was, he was one hell of a coach, right? I'm like, no, Jay's cracking up, bro. Like, we're laughing. We're enjoying ourselves, right? And it's funny because they never even got to see that side of you. Right. Sure. You know what I mean? Because they always seen you in that one environment. That's the biggest thing I learned about people, man. Don't write them off until you had a conversation with them, until you got to know them, you know, or you hung out, or, you know, you saw them maybe act in a certain way in a certain situation and you were kind of impressed. Like, okay, I thought you were a piece of shit, but it turns out you're, you're dope. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I always played this little game in my head, but I never told it to the world. It was the elimination game. And I allow people to eliminate themselves out of my life. I don't, uh, I just observe. Mm-hmm. And based on certain actions or lack of, I, I start eliminating. I just, I just know I don't, I can't rely on them. I just know that they're not supposed to be here anymore. And, uh, you know, I just want to say there's certain people in my life right now that I know there's a reason they're here. And then and there's certain people that are no longer here that I, I thought for, for sure they would always be here. And so... Life kind of has a, a, you know, it's a funny way of working itself out. And I remember telling you guys, episode three, self-love, that, you know, when I was the most broken, I had the most friends. And that's kind of what happens. When I wanted to drink, I could find anyone that wanted to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But when I just want to relax, like, like Jay was saying, where the hell are the relaxers at? You know, like, <laughs> who just wants to chill out? You know, maybe, maybe I'll be bad tonight and we'll order a pizza. Is that, is that what we need to do in order for us to do this? Like, it's just funny. Like, there's a big game coming up, like, or UFC. I mean, I would just like to sit there and not have a drink. You know what right. I mean? Just because drinks for me lead other things and I don't want to get there. So I right. just keep it off the table entirely. And so Jay was right when he said, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be around the world of basketball. He mm-hmm. kind of, he kind of like uh, leaned towards that. Uh, but that's for me. Whenever I was hanging out with certain people in a certain world, sometimes you want to get away from there. Like if I'm listening to hip hop all the time, sometimes I switch it up and I want to listen to like techno out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Just something off grid so that I don't have to be in the same place anymore. So it's nice to have fellas that take you out of that. No, you're, you're, you're right here, Drew. It's true. Like, we have a bunch of drinking buddies. You know, they, they can, they're a dime a dozen almost, it feels like. And if you want to smoke or get high or something, they're, they're available, you know? But meanwhile, they really need to talk, you know, about what's going on, right? But we're suppressing ourselves with the substances. We're suppressing ourselves because we don't want to feel and we feel so deep and it hurts so bad. We go, you know what? Let's just call, let's just call Drew to smoke. The other thing that I realized is uh, the one thing that comes with the territory is when you hang out with those people, you guys all get together and you all have conversations about what you're going to do, what you should have did, uh, what, what, what you can count on. I promise this and that. Next day, 
crickets, nothing. Mm -hmm. None of that shit mattered. It was all empty. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do I want to live like this? Do I want to be empty? No. So I knew I had to make a change because if I'm being empty here, you can't just turn around and be loyal and, and honest and everything over here. Right. It, it's either all one or the other. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And then I also like want to touch Jay, like, why do we fear judgment? You think like, why do males like are so like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't want to talk to him about this because I feel like I'm going to be judged. Like why, why is that the case? I think it's just the vulnerability, right? As men, we're, we're, you know, a man, you know, what we looked at as a man as being strong. So a man doesn't want to be vulnerable. And then the thing is, too, then you're, you're more scared to be vulnerable because you're like, what if he uses it against me? Mm. Right? So that's the thing. It's like the reason why we don't want to be vulnerable because we truly don't trust a person we're being vulnerable with. So why am I going to tell you to give you? I'm not giving you anything. It's no, no ammunition. Do you think we have the wrong friend or do you feel like we're not giving them a chance? No, but it, it could be the wrong friend or not giving them a chance, right? Because it's like how easy it is. It can go wrong quickly, right? You can get vulnerable and someone could use it. Or you can get be vulnerable and someone could actually cherish it, right? It, it can go either way, right? And sometimes we are not willing to let it go the wrong way. You know, in order to, in order to love something, you must think about there's pain that's going to come after it too. You know, I, I look at it like this growing up, playing sports. I love sports so much, but I had a lot of pain, right? So both of it, it like I love playing, but then it was painful that I didn't get where I wanted to. So it's like you got to take the yin and the yang, right? When you're being vulnerable, you have to know there's a possibility I can get hurt. There's a possibility that that person could share this information with someone else and I could get hurt. Or it's a possibility that I can share it with them and we can come together. Sometimes we're not willing to take that chance. You know, if you even look at life, some people, it's hard to say, okay, take that chance, you know, step out into, step, step out onto that ledge because you don't know what's going to happen. You may fall. You may get hurt. And a lot of people, they just, it's not that they don't want to share. They just don't want to be hurt. They don't want to be vulnerable because now it's like, what does that person think of me? What is he thinking? Now he may think I'm weak. You know, he may think that, oh man, this guy's a sucker, right? And that's the hardest thing. You know, in life, you got to take the chances. You know, how many people are, for example, I'm going to get off a of friendship, and how many people are doing jobs that they hate mm. because they're scared? They're, 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 they're scared of what may happen. So that's no different than a friendship. What may happen? I might pour all, all my energy into this person. This person hurts me even more because as you pour it out, it's going to hurt more. You know, for example, it's like I love my mom so much that when she passed, it hurt. But if I didn't love her, it wouldn't hurt. So sometimes we don't want to love because we just don't want hurt. We just don't want pain. And it's easier to say, you know what, I don't care compared to saying I do care. Because if you do care and it doesn't happen, it's really going to hurt you. Right. So those are the things I think about. I said, you know, when a person's not sharing, it's not because they don't want to share. It's because they're probably scared. They're scared of the repercussions or the reactions of the people that you shared it with. 
when you constantly, you know, tell your kid, shut the F up. Don't, don't talk about that stuff. It makes them grow up into an adult that doesn't want to share. So I think how you grow up also affects, you know, all of that, but also lack of people around you that are encouraging you, you know, lack of people around you that are asking you or give a fuck about you. Like, are they asking you, Hey, what's up? It seems like you're a little off today. What's going on? If you don't have people in your life asking that, then you're, you're probably never going to share, you know, never, never been given the opportunity. But, and sometimes, and sometimes it's like this, you know, some people are, you know, and even if someone says, you know, what's going on, you know, won't you share? Mm. Sometimes it's hard to share because you're like, do you really care? Mm. Do you really care? Are you just saying that you do? Are you trying to get information? That too. Are you trying to get somewhere? Yeah, they're trying to get somewhere, right? So there's a lot of times where a friendship may not be a friendship. It may be them prying information out of you so that they can use it. And that does happen in life. You know, I, I don't want to just, it's going to be all rosy and you're not going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. There's friends that I had and they probably have betrayed me before mm-hmm. in my life. So, but does that stop me from trusting another friend? Probably not. Because I know there, there is good and bad out in this world. You know, there is times that you are going to have to lay it out on the line and be vulnerable and get hurt. Yeah. That's why there is feelings. That's why there's pain, right? You're going to experience a mixture of both. And how you react after that pain is going to determine where you're going to actually go. You know, so it's like friendships, relationships, all those things are based upon trust. And once the trust is broken, not only can you not share it with them, but it's hard now to even share it with someone else that will actually treasure your heart. Mm. One thing I want to touch on, because, you know, we've experienced this as males on this podcast, too, is the importance of saying how it is, even if the other person's not going to like it. You know what I mean? And what happens with that is, you know, we end up growing, right? You end up growing, you end up breaking apart. But if, if, you, if you guys have the right intent, you guys will probably end up growing. I've experienced this with my brother, like, as of late, where, like, he says stuff to me. The younger me would have been like, you don't know any better than me, man. You know what I mean? Now I sit there. I'm sitting there like his younger brother. Like, tell me. Tell me about me and, you know, and if it's true, I got to change. Drew, me and you got into it, you know, and, and now we're, we got green twin, tranquility lights on you. You know what, I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like, you know, I, I'm loving it, right? I'm loving every second. So, like, how important is it to say how you feel to your male partner, your friend, that, you know, is the truth? Like, I'm telling you the truth. Don't shy away from that because, you know, you end up robbing him of his growth and you end up you know, robbing you of your growth. I think when people kick the can down the road and they don't just get, get the point across, you know, kind of doesn't help anybody. Everybody's got to know what's on the table, what the thoughts are, what the issues are, what needs to be fixed, what needs to be adjusted. And that includes, you know, self-evaluation as well. Um, so there's times where I feel like I'm underperforming. And I go home, I'm like, okay, I'm going to come correct next week. And I usually do, you know, so um, self-adjustments must be made. But uh, if you don't talk about these things, you don't make, even if it's, it doesn't even matter if it's a blow up like that, whatever happened, I'm happy because we got results from it. But, um, it, you know, it's about respect at the end of the day. Do I have respect for you? Yes, I do. And I would hope that you do too. And that, that's what it comes down to. We got to be able to have these issues and get through them. So that we know how to resolve conflicts in life. I think it's important to 
just, you know, say how it is to your friend rather than tiptoeing around their, around their feelings, you know? And of course you have their feelings in mind, but I feel like when you're truly friends, you're not going to take nothing personal. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. You're not going to take anything personal because, you know, even if you did for a second, you know, your friends tomorrow, you know, your friends the day after That's, this person cares about me. You know, so he's saying this for a reason. He's telling me the stuff I don't want to hear. So he might be the friend I really need right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you know, I would rather have a friend that doesn't have the capability of being ignorant. Right. You know, uh, an ignorant friend is dangerous. It's, it's, it's leveling up, right? Like, so it's like when you're talking to your friend and you're saying, you know what, maybe you could do this better. It's just trying to help you level up. But <clears throat> one thing that I learned, you know, as of late, you know, not before, you know, and that's what I'm saying. This it's growth. Always we're growing. It's is to when you're saying something to him, keep in mind the first thing is love. Mm. I you, used, I swear to God on everything. I just type love while you're saying love. Right? So, on like look, look, I'm not joking. Like, look, like it's just type love right there. Right. So so that's the thing that you want to keep in, in you know, keep at the forefront. It's the manner of your delivery. Yes. You know, yes. we could say certain things and say you need to improve and right, but we could say it in the rightful manner, in the right tone. Or you could say it in a tone that he's not willing to listen. Either way, you're saying the same message, but you're saying it in a different way. And that's one thing that I've tried to now learn a lot more about myself and say, you know what? I've said things to certain people, and it's not because I didn't like them, it's because I want them to be the best. But the way I might have said it, I might have turned them off. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we still got to analyze, you know what? I might be analyzing you and saying, man, you could be doing this better. But you could be analyzing me and saying the same thing and saying, maybe you big could have said it better. Big on you, Jay. And I, I just looked at it and this is an opportunity to take ownership. I could have definitely came at you a lot better than I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I'm fine saying that because... Yeah. Yeah, I'm living in this life of ownership. Like, no, I want I want to commend both of you guys. For, that's a big man to me. That's yeah. a big man to say. You know what? I didn't deliver what I had to deliver. Maybe in the best way, and I could yeah. do better. That's a beautiful man to me. I will say this though: some people you need to light a fire under their ass just like that, because yeah. that's how they respond. But, right. And then if you came soft, they wouldn't have responded. Right. Whereas if maybe some other people, if you just treat them with respect, they're going to get the message. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think some people need a little bit more motivation. I was one of those people as a kid. I need to get yelled at, finally get some results. Smacked smack uh, upside the head. Yeah, man. I, I had to kneel on a couple of vents and on some rice. Stand in the corner. And, and, and that's, why, that's why it's different. Right? And that's why relationships and people are very complex. Right. People think it's very simplified. Right, but each individual reacts differently. Yeah. So you can have ten individuals, but ten different personalities and ten different ways to react. So you may say one thing one way, not thinking it's a big deal, and then they take it personal. Yeah. Right, and then it also the thing too is what I've learned about even blowups is releasing it before it becomes a blowup. Mm. Right. Sometimes yeah. we wait too long; it builds up too much, and then we explode. So. I'm looking like this. If we have a constant a release, instead of waiting, because sometimes I would do that same thing. I would wait, wait. Person's pissing me off. He's pissing me off. I ain't saying anything. But then when I finally do, just blow up on you, right? <laughs> but instead Boom. of saying, instead of doing it gradually and saying, you know what? 
what you did is kind of, you know, I find that a little bit disrespectful. So that, just keep that in mind. And then if he keeps pursuing that way, there's no need to be blowing up. It's just, a, it might be just me removing myself from the situation. Right. Right. And saying, okay, you know what? Obviously, I, I've tried to express this to you. You don't understand what I'm saying. You don't get it. Let me just step back, man, because I'm not willing to blow up over this, whatever this thing's, you know, whatever relationship or friendship we have going right now. So I think it's like you have to be mindful of yourself and saying, did I communicate properly throughout? Or did I wait to wait to, to explode? You know, I, I think though that's just a level of maturity and reflection and saying, how can I be better? You know, when you're talking about a friendship, you're saying, okay, we always sometimes saying about what another friend's not doing, but sometimes you got to look at yourself and say, what am I not doing? How can I be better? You know, so if you think about self-improvement, your friendship will be good because you'll always be trying to think about how to get better. You know what? If I offend you in a certain way, bro, I'll try to be mindful not to do that again. You know, and I think a friendship is, the first thing in a friendship is, is respect, right? I never wanted to disrespect my friend. I never wanted to. I never wanted to have him believing that he couldn't trust me because I know that wouldn't be a friendship. So it's a constant work. It's a constant process of work. You know what I mean? Because if you think about it, a friendship starts with the building. Right, you're building a friendship. You know, you're laying bricks down. Okay, you know what, man? He did this. Now I could trust him even more. He did this. Now I could trust him even more. You know what I mean? Every time he said something, he came through. So now my my relationship becomes stronger because I know I have more trust. So I don't think you can really go into a friendship at the beginning and believe everything that they're going to say because there's not enough time. But that friendship will build over time. And just like that building, every brick we put, it will become bigger and stronger, just like your friendship. I was going to say something. Can't remember quite what it was. <laughs> you know, what, what I will say, <clears throat> you know, guys, everyone that's watching and everyone that's hearing this, uh, it's yeah. a green light we're shining right now, a green light. You know, and the reason it is a green light is because it symbolizes harmony, tranquility, and and release and peace, you know? And this is, with everything going on in the world, you know, it crushes my heart every day, to be honest. And, you know, I just feel like we need more of this, you know? And I, I'm, pr I'm proud of you guys for like providing this safe space, you know? Uh, just, you know, in the dark. <laughs> but, just, before we uh, yeah. wrap this up, I wanna yeah. say one thing, like, uh, you know, men, men will come and reach out to another one of their friend, male friends, and it happens all the time. And I think a lot of those male friends that they come to, they drop the ball. They don't actually understand what just happened. You have to take that act of a man being vulnerable enough to come to another man and ask for advice. You have to take that with the greatest amount of respect. You have something in your hand that could, you could ruin this man for years. He may take your lack of... I would say attentiveness to his um, uh, problem. He may take that as he'll never try again. So you have to look at it that seriously. You have the power to actually guide this man to a better path. So when he comes to you, take it very seriously. Tap right in, lock in, give him the best sound advice you can give him. 
Don't be one-sided. Make sure you're not ignorant and support anything that's going to encourage this man to become a better man. These are the, when my cuz comes to me on some stuff about his personal life, I take that with the greatest amount of respect. I, I literally, I have a drink poured for him before he comes, if he wants it, you know, like that's how I, I do it. So you got to It's about your approach. It's about your mind frame. Sometimes people go into that scenario and they don't want to be bothered. They just want this person to leave. And that, that's what I'm talking about. You're dismissive. You don't want to really re- repair this guy's problem or help this guy's problem by giving him good advice. You want to just kind of dismiss. You're looking at it from a point, how can I get him out of here? And, and sometimes, sometimes, and I've been one too, sometimes we want to give the advice and sometimes we just should just listen. Right? Sometimes people don't want you to come back. They just want you to listen, right? So while you're thinking about a solution to their problem, allow them to think of the solution to their problem. Allow them to vocalize what they're thinking in their head because they just want to voice it to somebody. You know, I've tried to stay away from trying to solve people's problems and try to listen more because sometimes when you try to solve their problems, they're saying, but you ain't listening, Mm. right? You're, you're, You're still talking. You know, I didn't come here for that. So sometimes we got to be, even put our ego to the side and say, you know what, maybe I just need to just listen. You know, that's why he came here. And you got to think about it too. How many times that someone is talking to you that's embarrassed? You know, they might have had somebody that cheated on them. They might have they did something that they're not really proud of. So it's taken a lot for them to even let it out. Because they're not even, they're not proud of what they're letting out, but they know they have to let it out. So when someone comes to you, they can be coming in many situations and it's about reading the scene. And, and, you know, I pride myself on both reading the scene, but there's been many times I've write it wrong, totally wrong. Mm. There's been times where I thought that I'm like, man, like I didn't, I was just joking and they took it serious. Mm. And then I had to go back and say, you know what? What I said, I didn't really mean it that way. But they took it that way. So, but that's my, it's my fault. Or it's, it's, it's on me to repair what you thought. Mm. Because if I didn't say anything, you wouldn't think anything. So when a person is coming to you, you got to be very patient. I would say more patient than anything because... Nobody wants to vocalize something to a person who always has the answers. They may not want to know no answers. They just want to talk, you know? And then if you give, if they say, okay, what do you, what would you do? Or what would your advice be? Then that may be your time to go in there and say something. But if you say it too quickly, that may shut them down. Right. Right away. That's uh, the two words that come up is, well, that's not two words, but handle with care. That's three. And delicate. You got to be delicate in these situations because you want this person to, to, to give you mm-hmm. more, not, you, not stop. Yeah, close up. And you could close the door yourself yes. based on your response. So that's right. all I was saying. A great point. Great, great way to add on, Jay. Right. So, you know, when, when we're talking about those points, don't force it out of somebody. You know, don't force them. You know, what's going on? And, you know, don't pry it out of them. Because it's going to make them even be more resistant. Yeah. They're not going to want to talk. And then take your time. You know, maybe just listen. And it's so hard because there have been so many times where 
someone's saying something, but I'm like, bro, I, I know you, I know what you can do. Right? Because I'm thinking about the solution to it. I'm like, man, I, I know what we can do. But that's not what he wanted. They're not even ready to hear it yet. They're not ready to hear that. They're not even processing what just happened. Right. Never mind what's the next step. Right. Just listen. And I've done that plenty of times, and I've done it right sometimes, and I've done it wrong. And I'm not afraid to say that I've done it wrong many of times, but hopefully I can do it wrong a little bit less and do it right a little bit more. Um, that's a beautiful point both of you guys touched on. And with you know us on the latter end of the podcast, I want to say the importance of that safe space both of these gentlemen were, were speaking about. Provide a safe space to your friends, your family, your colleagues, or anybody that's crying out to you. As Jay mentioned in the last podcast, I believe, when someone is crying out to you, like handle with care. And, you know, Drew also just further iterated that point. And um, guys, that, that was male friendships, you know. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone listening. Episode 20, is it not? Um, is, is it? I believe so. I believe it is. Okay, guys, with that, peace. Peace. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>